0: In this episode of Tech Transformation, we're talking about the metaverse and what it might actually mean for retailers and consumer goods. We're talking with Mike Pru of Forrester Research about their new state of the metaverse report. We're digging into why this isn't just for gamers, how retailers need to prepare, and what hiring for the metaverse looks like right now. Stay tuned for that and more on this episode of Tech Transformation. Welcome to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News, where we explore the innovative tech strategies and trends in retail and consumer goods. I'm Lisa Johnston, Senior Editor at CGT. In this episode, I'm talking with Mike Pru, VP and Research Director at Forrester Research. We're going to talk about what might be one of the most hyped words in retail and CPG, and that's the metaverse. Mike and his team have just released their State of the Metaverse report, And so he's going to walk us through some of the myths and realities when it comes to the metaverse, including why we need to stop calling everything the metaverse. So Mike, thanks so much for talking with me today. Really excited to have you here. Can you start us out? Tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Forrester.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So I lead our CMO research team where our research is specifically for B2C marketing executives. And prior to Forrester, I spent 12 years at Hill Holiday, uh, which is an advertising agency where I was the chief digital officer. So I have close to 25 years now experience in the marketing space, uh, especially with a digital first focus.
0: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the state of the metaverse report. Uh, This is the first year I think your team has released this report. Beyond being incredibly topical, what prompted your team to do this report?
1: This is Hut Off the Presses. We just published the report last week, um, but we had been releasing data about the metaverse uh, really over the course of last year. Uh, We did several blog posts using consumer data on whether or not consumers were ready for the metaverse. We did some work on NFTs. Uh, We covered Meta's uh, name change and consumer sentiment around that. But what this report represents is really Forrester's official point of view on the state of the metaverse. And what's unique about it is uh, I partnered with four other analysts from across the Forrester ecosystem so that we were tackling this topic from different vantage points, everything from emerging tech to UX design to enterprise use cases. And then, of course, uh, my coverage, which is B2C marketing.
0: Agree, and I know we're going to get into some of those use cases later um, when we talk about that. This isn't just about gaming, um, but one of the the biggest features or one of the biggest takeaways from the report is that everyone needs to essentially stop calling everything the metaverse. Um, I know I've admittedly been guilty of this. I'm thinking back to some of the stories I, I started writing when I first started writing about the metaverse, and you know we talked about them testing the waters. Um, why why are we having such a definition problem with this?
1: Well, part of the issue is it's the shiny object syndrome that is filled with FOMO right now. Um, but the reality is, is that immersive experiences, which the media and people within the industry are calling the quote unquote metaverse, they've existed for decades. We can go all the way back and probably even before the days of Second Life back in the 2000s. And the Reality is that the promise of the metaverse, the vision for it is that it is a interconnected and interoperable set of virtual worlds and virtual spaces where I can take my stuff and my identity and my presence and have that persist from world to world. That does not exist at scale yet today, which is why Forster's point of view is that the metaverse doesn't exist. What exists are what we call metaverse precursors, which are standalone immersive platforms, be them augmented reality or virtual reality. We believe that the metaverse will develop and evolve in stages over the next decade.
0: Okay. Um, you're leaning into my next uh, question. I, you know, the, the report features a really cool uh, myths and reality section. So I want to go over just a handful of them here. Um, the first myth is that uh, there will be multiple metaverses. Um, and, and you're saying that's not true. Um, and is this going to be kind of like when you could tell how old someone was because they called it the internets, like if you were hearing the metaverses?
1: It's very true. Uh, I I like to call when people say metaverses, I like to call the plural metaverse psi. And and I'm trying to make that stick. But Forrester believes that the metaverse is a singular phenomenon, uh, just like the World Wide Web. So we should probably take a step back and and talk about Forrester's definition of the metaverse, which is the 3D experience layer of the Internet. Um, So similar to the web, which is two dimensional, the metaverse will layer a Top the internet, but it's really about 3D immersive environments. That doesn't mean that you can't experience the metaverse in 2D, but simply that it is 3D rendered. Um, so because it is akin to the web, and the web is also a singular phenomenon, so is the metaverse.
0: And it's 3D experiences, but it's not just a repackaging of VR. That was the next myth, that the metaverse is not just more virtual reality.
1: It is so easy for people to jump to virtual reality when they think of the metaverse, uh, likely because of prompts and stimulus like Ready Player One and the Oasis that was featured in that book and movie. Uh, And while virtual reality will be an important part of the metaverse, if we think through the fact that VR is just one entry point, other entry points are things like augmented reality, really any extended reality experience. We also believe that the metaverse is bi-directional, that Over time, while you will be able to enter the metaverse, enter the immersive spaces, so will the metaverse be able to enter your physical spaces uh, through things like holographic projections. So virtual reality is just one mere entry point. And I should point out as well that for those that say, hey, you know, the metaverse is going to fail because who's going to want to wear a VR headset for hours at a time? Well, one, it's not just VR, but two, and more importantly, technology is going to continue to advance and evolve so that uh, we're not going to be in a state uh, in time where we're going to have clunky headsets. Uh, You know, they will become much more accessible and much less intrusive to to our faces.
0: That's interesting. You bring up the clunky headsets. I mean, those used to be extremely expensive and now, you know, you can buy them almost in your local drugstore. Um, So in terms of hardware, are you picturing more like Google glass type um, where it's just a little bit more natural to wear?
1: Perhaps, you know, it's hard to say at this point, you know, there's rumors of Apple coming out with a, you know, next generation headset, really their first VR headset uh, on the marketplace. But, you know, one of the, the dangers that uh, exists is that we're using, you know, our current worldview and trying to project the future. But the reality is that as technology evolves and it's happening very, very fast, there are going to be new devices and new use cases for that matter that we're not even able to conceive at this stage of the game.
0: Um. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Web3. I know uh, this one's a bit contentious, um, but one of the myths was that the metaverse is the same as Web3. This is not true, Forrester is saying. I think it would be helpful if you could also, um, as you did with the metaverse, define uh, really what Web3 is.
1: Sure. Yeah. So we put out two reports last week as well about Web3 and the general industry definition of Web3 is a decentralized and fair Internet, you know, where users control their data and their identity. And it is very much uh, related to blockchain and cryptocurrency and the like. Um, and while Forrester believes that, uh, you know, Web 3 as it develops, because it's still really in concept right now and it much is much more a vision and sort of idealized, uh, the metaverse might and likely will incorporate aspects of Web 3.0. Um, but Forrester's point of view is that the metaverse, as we're defining it, it's simply not dependent on, quote unquote, Web3, that you can have the 3D experience layer of the Internet that's interoperable without the concepts of Web3.
0: And this isn't just gaming, right? I mean, I, it, gaming seems to be one of the biggest use cases propelling the metaverse forward, but the implications are, are much more vast.
1: It is. Yeah. So gaming is the obvious on ramp to the metaverse because of the fact that gaming environments are 3D experiences. And so, you know, those who are comfortable in gaming environments are going to be comfortable uh, in other <laughs> Uh, environments that comprise the metaverse because they're very similar in, in nature. We made the call in our forest report that the first cohort of uh, onboarders to the eventual metaverse will be gamers, followed by those who are active in social media. Um, and you know, so as the metaverse evolves, there are plenty of other use cases for it. Uh, you know, it also depends as society starts to or not value digital goods, virtual goods, Um, That is where uh, commerce in the metaverse begins to take off uh, in more of a mass way. Um, But then you can think about other industries for the metaverse, education being able to immerse yourself in environments and see new perspectives on things, travel, you know, being able to travel to destinations, you know, without having to physically be there. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, there are new customer experiences that we're just not even able to conceive yet because so much of this is still theoretical and the technology isn't mature enough to to even be able to, to give us these use cases.
0: Now, I noticed you just had a caveat about whether or not we will value digital goods. Do you think there's still some doubt surrounding that?
1: We don't know yet. Right. So we see. Early examples, uh, especially if we start to get into a discussion around NFTs, uh, you know, the concept of value is one where, you know, every individual you know, has to kind of determine what's valuable to them. You know, that limited edition Steph Curry sneaker NFT uh, from Under Armour. Uh, how valuable is it? You know, how does the marketplace value that? Uh, And so, you know, if our digital and virtual lives become an important aspect to our everyday lives, then One could purport that uh, virtual goods, whether they be items for our avatar gear, clothing, decorations for our virtual home, uh, you know, even so far as to go down the path of potential real estate uh, in the quote unquote metaverse. Those things could start to become more valuable to more people. But the jury's out on that.
0: Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about commerce. Um, our audience are the retailers and the brands. Uh, when it comes to selling DTC uh, and it comes to commerce in the metaverse, uh, how can retailers prepare? And you know, what do they need to know to protect themselves?
1: It is still very early days right now when we think about commerce, and you know, this kind of brings in the the NFT discussion around that. Um, you know, what we're seeing as far as early experiments are things around virtual goods. So brands that are offering, uh, gear clothing for avatars or, you know, other aspects where you can get some type of, you know, power ups or abilities with your avatar again, and these standalone metaverse precursors. That's what brands have available to them right now. You know, if we were to project out the shopping experience into the future, uh, you know, as the metaverse becomes actualized, one could imagine, you know, a much more personalized, and, um, you know, truly seamless type of shopping experience that, you know, again, we're in danger of taking how we shop today and applying those concepts into the metaverse. Um, but you can bet that the way we do shopping in the physical world or even just, you know, regular e-commerce is going to be different in the metaverse. But transaction and sort of a, an economy will be important to the eventual metaverse.
0: So then what do you know what do brands and retailers risk by experimenting in the metaverse right now? I mean, of course, of course, they, you know, with any experimentation, they risk losing money. Um, but is there anything else that goes along with, hey, let's just try something out and, and see what happens?
1: The risk is low right now in the context of the metaverse. I'll talk about NFTs, but in you know, when we talk about immersive spaces, As long as, and this is what Forrester has recommended in in our report, as long as brands temper their expectations and temper their investments and are going in with truly an experimentation mindset, then they really don't have a ton of risk. Uh, You know, there are costs for brand partnerships, media partnerships to uh, be part of these virtual and immersive worlds. Um, you know, on the NFT side, there are probably more risks because there are environmental concerns and blowback amongst uh, some consumers, especially around the Ethereum blockchain, where most NFTs are minted. There are legal and IP risks with NFTs, um, and there's also a lot of scams when it comes to NFTs themselves. So, you know, I I should probably mention, I now brought up NFTs three times, while there's another myth (laughs) and reality is many individuals also, you know, align an NFT with the metaverse. Again, it's similar to Web3. While NFTs might and likely will play a role in the eventual metaverse, an NFT by itself is, is not the metaverse.
0: So you, you can't say we have an NFT, therefore we are in the metaverse.
1: That is correct.
0: Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about hiring for the metaverse, right? What, what, how can uh, brands and retailers hire for the metaverse, you know, to build out their digital strategies? You know, I'm going to guess probably first is that you need someone who can ex- understands all of it, right? You're going to need to have people who are skilled in being able to explain this to consumers Um, to other employees so what do you think when it comes to developing a metaverse strategy what are these in demand or or future skills going to be
1: you can go to any job board go on linkedin right now and type in metaverse jobs and you're going to see a whole bunch Uh, you're going to see lots of metaverse titles Uh, even disney in a very high profile way named an executive in charge of their metaverse strategy uh, and so, you know, if we break this down into three parts, there is the strategic piece of the metaverse, which is what should we be doing, both in the short term and the long term? There's the partnership piece, which is around who are we doing it with? What platforms should we be experimenting on? And then there's development aspects as well. So if we, you know, start to talk a little bit about, the uh, enterprise use cases for the metaverse and digital twinning, well, then in-house skills around 3D rendering and development um, become important to that enterprise. Uh, you know, there, there may come a time, you know, where brands want to start to consider their inventory of products and what is the digital slash virtual version or expression of those products, um, and then that you know starts to set up what we were talking about earlier with regards to commerce around virtual goods. But right now, probably the most important hire to make uh, are individuals that understand the nascent technologies and components that make up the metaverse to help with the strategic discussions. We keep hearing at Forrester uh, clients where um, either the CEO or the board, uh, they're asking, hey, what's our metaverse strategy? Should we be in right now? Are we uh, missing out if we don't do something now? So these are all important questions to ask and answer at this stage.
0: So that that does beg the question, you know. I just returned from a trade show, um, and there was an. I often heard, you know, if you don't have a metaverse strategy, you're missing out. So, does every brand should does every brand need to be in the metaverse? I mean, do they should they be thinking about maybe if they should be in the metaverse? Should every retailer be prepared to sell in the metaverse?
1: Every brand should ask themselves whether or not they should be doing experiments right now. So, Forrester's point of view is that. for, you know, for, for some brands, you know, especially brands that are already engaging with consumers in emerging technologies or you know, even established media presence on social media, gaming, um, it makes sense for them to experiment to understand how their consumers are behaving and reacting to metaverse-like technologies so that they can start to brainstorm future use cases in the metaverse. What our data shows us time and time again is that Industry FOMO is far more um, advanced and intense (laughs) um, versus consumer readiness for the metaverse. Very few consumers, you know, only it was less than a third of consumers said that they're excited for the metaverse. And most consumers feel that the metaverse is going to be bad for society. So there is work to be done to convince the everyday consumer why the metaverse is beneficial or more importantly complementary to their everyday lives so experimentation is fine keep the investments low right now learn from your consumers and start to think about some future opportunities um, as the metaverse becomes actualized
0: you know I, I thought it was interesting in the report that you talked about um that the workplace is likely going to be a big driver of getting consumers ready for the metaverse, comfortable in the metaverse, making the metaverse more accessible. Um, It reminded me a lot of Cyber Monday, right? Cyber Monday got started because people were going into the workplace so that they could have, they didn't have strong internet bandwidth at home. So they were going in on Monday and doing their shopping and the IT departments would get really angry. I remember getting some angry (laughs) notes So do you think it's going to be similar? Are we going to have Metaverse Monday? Are we going to have people are just going to get so used to using or so introduced to the Metaverse at work that it's going to eventually bleed into their home lives?
1: We explored in the report this idea of reverse consumerization, uh, where uh, because of exactly what you and I are doing right now, we are, you know in effect, collaborating in a virtual way and um, as anywhere work really becomes the de facto standard for companies across the world, finding new ways of collaborating that reduce the friction uh, are going to be very appealing for companies. So, you know, we suspect and expect that more and more companies will adopt immersive spaces to collaborate, because even with the technology now There is a greater feeling of presence together despite being virtual, and it helps the collaboration process. So our whole point is that the workplace will make the everyday consumer more comfortable with virtual and immersive platforms and behaviors, and therefore they will be more apt than to use them at home.
0: Okay, well, we're nearing the end of our time. Um, we usually like to end these episodes by asking um, the guests to name an innovative retail experience they've experienced. That feels a little quaint when we're talking about the metaverse. So instead, I'm going to ask you: Can you talk about some of the brands that are being really smart about what they're doing in the metaverse? And then conversely, and you know, you don't have to name names, but how are you seeing brands starting to falter?
1: Yeah, I can talk about the brands that we're seeing that are being strategic. And I'm actually working on a follow on report right now around brands in the metaverse. Um, We've got an entire stream of research for metaverse related activities, including designing for the metaverse, which will come out in a few weeks. We've got another report on shopping in the metaverse. But as we look at the marketplace and say, take a step back and ask ourselves, uh, what are the brands that have differentiated themselves because of thoughtfulness and planfulness with their metaverse strategies versus those that are just jumping on the bandwagon with a one-and-done stunt, and there's way more of those, the latter, than there are the <laughs> former. Um, I look to brands like Nike uh, that they are making large investments in the metaverse. They uh, acquired this company called Artifact, which is, uh, in effect, a you know 3D uh, virtual good company. Um, they have yet to announce what exactly their overall strategy is, but if you... Look at the body of breadcrumbs that they're laying that, you know, that there is some bigger play happening. And they've done experiments in Roblox with Nike land and, you know, they announced some other activities as well that kind of cross physical stores with uh, the quote unquote metaverse. Another brand is AB and Bev. So Anheuser-Busch, especially in uh, the NFT space, their whole mission is to make sure their brand is showing up in people's digital wallets. Uh, They want to be present in those digital wallets. Fashion is a huge industry right now as it relates to the metaverse, probably for obvious reasons. You know, there was just metaverse fashion week on Decentraland two weeks ago. Um, You look at brands like Ralph Lauren and especially their chief digital officer is doing amazing things. A lot of thought leadership uh, in the space. Estee Lauder um, had... Probably one of the cooler executions during uh, Metaverse Fashion Week where they have this nighttime repair uh, product and they featured it in the Metaverse. And their whole point was instead of, you know, just trying to apply it to your avatar, which makes no sense. If you interact with this and get the NFT uh, in Decentraland, it actually makes your avatar glow and it gives it some abilities. So, you know, it starts, it just starts to begin to link up, you know, greater value and sort of this value exchange between consumers and brands in the metaverse. As for those that um, are not doing a good job, I kind of already alluded to this, Uh, you know, I'm not going to name names, but I'll just say that um, there's a lot of brands that are just doing stunts right now. And they're also kind of going down the path where they're building out and making big investments, building out virtual spaces on um, immersive platforms. But it's kind of the you know, if you build it, will they come mentality? That's a huge investment to try to keep consumers engaged, to try to create the type of value that will sustain consumers coming back and bringing in more consumers. What we're observing is much more of a curiosity factor and a one and done um, sort of result, which is not necessarily, I think, what brands want right now.
0: Okay. So I lied. I'm going to squeeze in one more question. So then if, if, Um, brands have to see if they build it and they will, and will they come? When do you think the metaverse is going to start to feel more real for consumers? You know, are we talking, you know, if we did a follow-up episode a year from now, do you think things are going to look different? Are we looking five years down the line, 10 years, um, you know what's your expectations
1: the timetable is hard to pin down in the report we talk about the metaverse evolving in stages we've identified three main stages i talked about the fact that we're in the era of metaverse precursors precursors right now the next stage is what we're calling the primordial metaverse that really starts to set up interlinkages between virtual spaces and tries to create more of seamless traversing to spaces and eventually the federated metaverse as we describe it is really that true interoperable metaverse where you can bring your identity your presence persistence your assets from one world to the other um, you know the sky's the limit uh i, I don't think it's going to be a switch i think each year really at the pace that things are going every couple months we're going to see new announcements new capabilities new technologies um and this thing will just continue to evolve
0: well i am then probably going to ask you to do another follow-up episode then at least in a year from now. Uh, certainly want to see those upcoming reports as they come out. So thank you, Mike, so much for joining. Uh, it's been great talking with you today.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Lisa. It was a fun discussion.
0: Thanks for listening to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News. Be sure to subscribe to learn more innovative strategies and trends in the retail and consumer goods industries And don't forget to visit consumergoods.com and risnews.com to sign up for our newsletters.